Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading of scripture and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023, the Feast of St. Philip and James. Our gospel today is from the gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. So I, a couple years back, I was working at a school and sometimes uh, if kids, I mean, when you work with teenagers, there's always going to be somebody in an arm cast and a leg cast, somebody that got injured playing sports, somebody that, who knows, fell out of a tree. There's so many injuries. And when I would see a kid on crutches or maybe with a cast of some sort, I would say, oh, what did you do? And then usually they'd tell me they heard it playing sports and I would just encourage them and maybe say a prayer over their injury. So one day a young lady walked by me on crutches and I said, what did you do? And she said, I had surgery. And so this was, by the way, the day before Thanksgiving. And I just put my hand over her cast, her, she had a big boot on her foot. And I said, well, I asked the Lord Jesus to bless you. And I pray that you're better in time for the holidays. When I said that I was thinking Christmas It was a little over a month away, but I said a quick little prayer and went on my way. And a week later, this young lady and her parents came to me. She was no longer in a boot, and they told me the story. She had been in a horrible accident, and I believe uh, a vehicle of some sort ran over her foot, and it crushed her ankle, and she needed reconstructive surgeries, many of them. And I think she had just had surgery two, some somewhere around there, early on in the process. And like I say, they were reconstructing her ankle and she was in horrible pain. But she told me that later that day, the pain went away and she felt like a sensation go through her foot, maybe some sort of a warmth. And she eventually took off the boot And then she tried to stand, and she could, to her surprise. Then she started to walk around on her foot that was healed without the boot. And then she started to run and jump and dance. 
And I believe what she told me was that she put on ballerina slippers and went downstairs and danced around for her parents, who screamed and yelled, not knowing what was going on, and eventually they figured it out that she had been healed. I don't say this as a tooting my own horn, bragging about my own whatever, my own healing gifts or holiness or anything like that. It's not about that. I had no idea what I was doing. I will say one thing, and this is just a little private theory that I have. I feel like healings happen more when you love the person that you're praying over, when you put your heart into it more. And I loved those kids. I think at that time when I was working at that school, there were like a thousand kids in that school, but I loved those kids and I would have done anything for them. And when I prayed for them, I prayed with all my heart. And uh, this girl, I didn't know her that well. I, I know her a little better now. I still don't really know her that well. She's grown up now, but we still might uh, exchange a little comment on Facebook here and there. But uh, I know, I generally know her family. They're they're good people. They're nice people. But regardless of that, I, I loved those kids. And I just, you know, when I said a prayer like that, I meant it. And anyway... It goes back to today's gospel. This is why I wanted to mention this. When I think about different healings that I've seen and experienced, I would say 95% of them have been connected to some saint. Maybe someone uh, being blessed with a Padre Pio relic or a St. John Newman relic. Um, other holy people that I know praying over people and regularly experiencing uh healings in those prayers. I, um, I've experienced a little bit of healing here and there, but like I say, usually it has to do something with the saints. I know there was one other time that a lady with arthritis, uh, asked me to, uh, pray over her hands. And I remember it was, my mother was asking me to, to please do this. And I was annoyed. I, I had somewhere I had to go and I said, okay, all right, quick, where is she? Okay. And I touched her hands, prayed over them, and I jumped in the car and took off because I was busy. And my mom told me later, after you prayed over that woman's hands, the arthritis that she had went away and she felt a whole lot better. Um, these are amazing things. And it's funny because there I was, I was in a hurry. I, and in that case, I wasn't pouring out lots of love. I was even kind of being kind of selfish. I don't know, but Jesus says in the gospel today that we will do even greater ones, greater works than the works that he did while he was here on earth. Now, to me, initially hearing that, that just sounds crazy. How are we going to do greater works than Jesus? But once again, it's not about me. It's not about you if you happen to do these things once in a while. Rather, what's happening is that God uses sinful, broken instruments such as you and me to show his power. Just like so many stories in the Bible where the Lord, and, and just from history as well, the Lord favors the weak and conquers the strong. We could talk about that happening in the Crusades. We could talk about that happening in the battles of the Israelites in the Old Testament the Lord saying, no, you have too many soldiers. Get rid of half of them. No, it's still too many. Get rid of half of those. Just to show that it was his power that won the battle. 
The way it works with Jesus is that when he was here on earth, his public ministry was three years in a very small space. But that was enough. It was enough for him to preach and his words to be written down. It was enough for him to establish his church. It was enough for him to die, to rise from the dead, to ascend into heaven, and to leave behind him a legacy. The the church, the sacraments, the scriptures, most importantly, the Eucharist makes him present, makes his sacrifice present. Jesus left behind him a church, and he filled it with the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. Jesus says in that line, going to go back to scripture again, you will do greater ones than these because I am going to the Father. In other words, while I'm here on earth, I'm a single man walking around here and there doing some miracles. But after I go to the Father, I can send you the Spirit, and then the world will see what's been done here. The world then will return to the Lord when the church goes to all the far corners of the world, filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus got the ball rolling. Of course, what Jesus does is more important than anything else. He is God. He is our Savior. He gave us the power, but he sends us the Spirit, just as he was anointed with the Spirit, first in the womb of Mary, then at his baptism by John the Baptist, and you know, uh, Jesus is going to be filled with the Holy Spirit now throughout his ministry. We see the Spirit at work in him, in his humanity, uh, enabling him to perform cures and exorcisms and, and all these types of things, walking on water, multiplying loaves and fish. And then Jesus, after he's completed the work of our redemption, by paying the price for our sins, dying on the cross, after he's conquered death, after he's opened the gates of heaven, Now we are all given these gifts, this anointing of the Spirit, enabling us to do incredible things. And the most important thing to realize about all of it is that it's not about me. It's not about you. The Holy Spirit can come and go as he pleases. As Jesus in another passage talks about the wind, you know, which is ruah in Hebrew, it also means spirit. The words used for the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, also are words used for wind. Jesus talks about how the wind comes and goes and blows where it wants to, and people don't always know where it's going to show up. And this is how it works. So we simply have to be faithful. We have to live our faith. And it's it's a great message, and I, I think a good topic for future sermons, just to talk about charismatic prayer and healings and you know the lord is doing so much through his people right now and it's happening in catholic circles it's happening in protestant circles it's happening all over where people are calling on the name of jesus i mean maybe this has happened for 2000 years but it just seems like we're in a day and age that resembles the early days where people are invoking jesus's name and healings are happening all over the place I heard a great story the other day about a Protestant man who uh, had all sorts of demonic things happening in his life. And at one point, he even tried to kill himself, and the Lord saved him. And people prayed with him and prayed over him, prayed for him, and he was delivered from the demons, and he turned his life around. 
And now he goes around to various Protestant churches giving this talk and talking about the power of prayer. Francis McNutt's book talks about all the different types of healing needed and how this should be normative for the church. Of course, it's always good to have knowledge and to know what we're doing and to be careful. You know, there's proper discernment needed, but there's different types of wounds that require different types of healing. But the, the point is the Lord gives that healing through his people for physical healings, for emotional healings, for spiritual healings, for freedom from the demonic. God gives it. God is so good. And he's just all over the place pouring out his spirit. It's funny because, yeah, I mean, I've spent so much time in my life reading the lives of the saints and they're very inspiring. And, you know, you see one or two miracles here and there in the lives of the saints and they eventually get canonized in conjunction with those miracles. Of course, they lived virtuous lives and they did great things. But yes, there was a miracle here and there. And we look at that and say, wow, yeah, what a true saint that they were able to perform these miracles. Really, it's Jesus doing it through them. But nowadays, we just hear about it everywhere. It's happening all over the place that the Lord is blessing his people with supernatural miracles, amazing things, amazing works, as Jesus mentions in the gospel. And so he wants to use you. He wants to use me to show the world, yes, I'm here. Yes, I exist. Yes, I'm real. And yes, I love you. And I'm calling you back home. When that girl's family came to me and said, uh, what should we do? You know, as a result of the miracle, I said, do you go to church? And I don't remember what their response was. I don't know if they answered the question. I said, well, that's, you know, bottom line is it's not, we don't get saved. We don't go to heaven because we experienced a miraculous healing of a foot. <coughs> Excuse me. But we go to heaven because we respond to the gifts of almighty God. And even our response isn't what saves us. It's the grace of God. But we have to accept that grace. We have to accept Jesus. We have to be open to it and cooperate with it and say yes to the Lord as he wants to do so much for us. So I hope everybody has a great day and I hope we just continue to grow in the spirit and maybe have a little more courage as we go to uh, offer these gifts to, you know, in prayer uh, to the people around us course, Jesus is offering, but we cooperate with that grace to help heal the world around us because as Christians, we have been called to spread the gospel. God bless.